the matter with you? Money isn't everything. Hello, and welcome to the Whistling in the Dark podcast. I am your host, Patrick Bradley. Today is Friday, September 7th, 2018. Uh, I'm on a new computer. Um, I'm just thinking, I don't remember my last episode number. Uh, I can probably look it up real quick. But that, excuse me, that being said, it has been uh a little while since my last episode which was episode 17 so that makes this episode 18 the last uh episode was filled with lots of hijinks and hilarity talking about uh mass uh pedophilia in the catholic church and um we've got some equally fun and exciting topics for you today I'll give you a little rundown. We've got uh, Nike versus the NFL. And I guess it's like Nike and liberals versus conservative NFL fans. Liberal Nike fans versus conservative NFL fans. Uh, Alex Jones was finally banned from Twitter. So that makes his silencing on popular social media complete. Uh, At And um, it brought up the question to me, or in my mind, is there any anti-war voice left in mainstream media? I mean, I know you get a guy like Dave Smith on CNN. Well, he was on SE Cup. Uh, I believe that that has been uh, ended now. Um, You know, he clearly was an anti-war voice, but um, I don't think that really counts. Excuse the typing. Um, we also, uh, I was thinking, uh, somebody that came to mind was Bernie Sanders. So it was, I, I started looking through his tweets. And, I mean, I, I could keep, you know, scrolling back. But as far as I can tell, you know, he hasn't said one anti-war thing in a long time. Uh, he's much too focused on trying to trash Donald Trump. Um, and he's also focused a lot on, like, worker stuff. Um, so, you know, I, I don't think you can include him. Um, let's see what else we're going to, I saw, uh, I, I haven't read through the article, so we'll do that real time live on air. Uh, North Korea set a timeline for denuclearization. So that's very exciting. I'm sure, you know, we'll also take a second to see if CNN happens to mention that because I believe that was start yesterday. It happened. So, um, they're really riled up by some Obama speech, which, you know, to them is because Obama said bad things about the Republicans that that's the uh, that's the end of Trump. <laughs> um, I saw a really interesting article in the last well, between the last episode and now about a new study that came out uh, refuting statistics on mass shootings and um so basically since 2012 the media and then um everybody you know else has been reciting some statistics that you know 
has America, has the United States as like far and away the, you know, mass shooting capital of the world, you know, number one by far. And apparently uh, this study uh, that they tried to get uh, the data from the person that did the original study and they never were able to. And eventually they just said, fuck it, did their own study. And they found very, very different results. I think we were we were way down in like the bottom quarter or something of, of the uh, mass shooting sort of statistics. Uh, anyway, so that's pretty interesting. That was in a New York Post article. Um, and one other thing, uh, it, this is there's a lot of topics, so hopefully I can kind of bounce around, but I've also haven't done anything for a while. So, um, you know, maybe uh, I'll just sort of let this ride. Uh, a woman named Jen Moore was found dead in her hotel room of an apparent seizure. Uh, apparently Jen Moore had been actively, uh, investigating, um, you know, child trafficking, pedophilia rings, you know, whatever inside the United States, you know, um, apparently there was a lot of her, uh, investigations were pointing towards Clinton's or she was investigating the Clinton's. And, um, I know there's that sort of infamous conspiracy theory of the Clinton body count. Um, one of the more recent ones was that Seth Rich, actually there was somebody even after that, I think, uh, that got murdered that somehow was, <laughs> investigating or something uh the clinton foundation and they were they were killed uh and now this woman jen moore um they're saying it was seizure i have no idea um i i'm sure we'll never know right i mean it's like if it was a seizure I mean, we're never going to feel good, right? That If it was just like natural cause of seizure, there's no amount of like evidence I, I think that would come out that would, you know, make me feel good, really. And, um, and if it wasn't, you know, if it was, you know, a murder on natural causes, well, too bad because the people that would be investigating it are probably the people that uh, did it you know, or, you know, very, very much part of the same, same group and we'll cover up for each other. So I'm sure we'll never be, you know, nothing will ever satisfactorily come out from that. I mean, maybe if you found out that Jen Moore had a history of seizures and these seizures were, uh, of some nature that were life-threatening, then, okay. Uh, that, you know, that would be a little bit settling, I guess, but I haven't heard anything, uh, like that. Okay, so we can start with the um, NFL versus <laughs> uh, Nike. Well, I don't even think. I mean, it's not. I don't, I don't even know uh, Nike. So, so Nike does a. Yeah, it's really interesting. All right, so I, all right, so it's um, it's something that I've been seeing a bit, and I, I've said before I, I've unfollowed so many people I know on social media now, particularly Facebook. Um, that's where most of like the people I know from real life I'm connected to, um, just because it's just so outrageous. I mean, people wh whether you know liberal or conservative, it's just like a an idiot fest. Um, 
And so uh, some people have actually slipped through that have been part of that sort of idiot fest on the conservative side. So I've been seeing a bunch of stuff in the last like week about how we should boycott the NFL. Um, and it's, you know, definitely uh, th- this this commercial really kicked it up. Um, and I don't want to talk about it too much because I, I feel like the real solution the real answer to this is it, is it doesn't matter. It's just a non-issue, you know. Um, it, Colin Kaepernick wanted to uh, protest, you know, more power to him. If the owners didn't like what he was doing, you know, more power to him. Uh, you know, there, there's, <clears throat> I don't, you know, uh, I mean, there, you know, there's just like the reality is, is this guy is a, uh, I mean, there, there's just a lot that we don't, you know, that nobody would know. If, if you don't, I, I guess just a little background in case, um, I'm not sure how much this is tied to me just being like an NFL fan. I'm pretty sure this is pretty uh, big news that got a lot of mainstream airtime. Um, but so I guess a two seasons ago he has he didn't play last year he may not even play the year before i forget i i thought this story was going to be dead but just it's just a fucking zombie man um the zombie story and uh he i mean like like seriously like this fucking guy is in the news like this thing is in the news right now a person that has not played in the nfl for a couple years you know in in like the the idea is that he so he started to kneel down basically i guess in solidarity with like the black lives matter movement he would kneel down during the uh national anthem and i don't know i mean to me like that's cool you know go for it you know obviously i have like zero respect for the national anthem really i don't care that much um I, uh, so whatever, I mean, you know, it's, it's going to be really hard for me to get riled up. And we had talked about before, you know, I talked about like, I always thought that, that, um, in that one Olympics where the guys, the, uh, I think the American runners or whatever, the athletes got, uh, all three medals in some event and they all stood with the, the black gloves on their hand. I don't know. You know, I always thought that was like super cool. <laughs> so, um, uh, they uh so it's like a kind of a similar kind of thing you know and like whatever you say you know we i've talked about the black lives matter thing and um how you know it's you know i i as usual you know i think that both sides are you know sort of duped into you know whatever believing whatever their like thug leaders want them to believe uh and and you know to me like the real underlying problem is the war on drugs and you know that they're 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 fucking making drugs illegal then helping to get these illegal drugs you know supporting cartels you know what since we've been in afghanistan uh you know heroin production's gone up 90 percent number one heroin producer in the world is afghanistan the country that we supposedly freed um, and we have all these troops in there 
And, you know, surprise, surprise, you know, the U.S. drug dealer fucking cartel of like the CIA. And now apparently it includes like the armed forces as well. I, you know, or maybe they just make an environment that's easier for the CIA to operate. I don't know. But anyway, you know, they bring and then and then what's happening? We had this like insane opioid epidemic in the United States. And just like in the 80s, right, it was all cocaine. And where were we fucking everything up with South America, Central America, where all the cocaine was produced? You know, I mean, I realize it's not like proof, but <laughs> it's uh, I mean, it's it's at least worth you know, for you to take a, maybe take a second look or at least question it, right? Like, hmm, you know, maybe, maybe there is some correlation into the places that we go and murder, uh, you know, democratically elected uh, officials, install our own puppet regimes, and all of a sudden, you know, they're the biggest drug dealers in the world. You know, but then we have a, a core, uh, we, we have a, at the same time, a war on drugs. So when they bring, you know, the cocaine or heroin or whatever it is in the United States, they funnel it into these poor black areas, these poor black neighborhoods, you know, and these like young black men, it's mostly, you know, black men or young black men are going to be selling it. You know, they sell it and they get fucking locked up because it's actually illegal, even though, you know, I mean, I think the first guy to like really say it out in the open was that guy, Freeway Ricky Ross. And again, OK, he's a you know drug dealer. So how can you believe him? Well, I actually put him on par with Donald Trump, Obama. I mean, Freeway Ricky Ross wasn't committing fucking genocide, you know, Um. <laughs> I mean, maybe, you know, maybe he wasn't as uh, polished. Well, I mean, Trump, Lord, I don't know how you, I don't know what Trump's deal is. He's a wild card. But, you know, maybe he wasn't as as uh, polished, uh, you know, Harvard educated like Obama. But I mean, I mean, Obama is a, a much more awful uh, track record. Anyway, um I, so, I mean, it seems like this just giant tangent or whatever. I mean, I'm talking about Nike and the NFL. Um, but, like, to me, like, this is where it goes. Like, and the discussion almost never gets there. There's some, um, there was something like 13, the 13th, ah, shit, some Netflix documentary that kind of talked about, um, um, you know, this idea, I think at the end, it kind of went a little bit far with it. But like, you know, just tracking this sort of war on drugs and prison population and, you know, all this stuff. And, and, uh, you know, to me, like, I, that that's what makes me skeptical of things like Black Lives Matter is because it just stops before they get to the actual root, you know. I mean, how how is that not, you know, how, how are you stopping there? Like, why? It's because it's not okay to go further. It's because actually the powers that be, they don't give a fuck if you're, if you're like shouting about, you know, racial inequality in the United States. They don't care. Just don't, you know what I mean? Like, don't affect their actual, like, drug dealing operation, you know, and, and their, like, empire building operation. And um, I actually had a friend of mine asked if I thought uh, 
that this was done actually, you know, against uh, because of sort of racial motivations. They they like actually targeting black people because they don't like black people, uh, or if it was just like a means to an end, they don't really care, but they just want to like kind of keep things divided, uh, and that's an easy way to do it because you know. At some base level, you know, we're just like monkeys and, you know, that's a really easy thing to for us to tell the difference is skin color. And so you can attach a whole bunch of meaning, you know, or get or get people to associate true or false. It doesn't matter. You know, like once you kind of connect black skin color with like these bad, dangerous ideas, I think it's very hard to like undo that in a person's brain and black or white like i don't care if you've connected all these bad things to black skin color and the person's brain happens to be housed inside of a head that has black skin color i think it works the same way they just like grow up thinking you know they're like dangerous or something you know like um so at least very conflicted I think that's a very real, real, uh, you know, effect of what's going on. Um, But, you know, like, where is that coming from? And, uh, I mean, to me, it's just, it's the war on drugs. It's the war on drugs, you know. So, I, I, every time I see anything about this, you know, racial inequality, you know, it's like, it doesn't fucking matter if you boycott the NFL or not. You know, it doesn't matter if you support Nike. Another funny thing is, like, I guess, like, supporting Coblin Kaepernick um, forgives Nike all its orig- or previous transgressions against the liberals for their sweatshops, uh, sweatshop labor, right? Because nothing of that has changed. Um, but I guess now liberals are okay with that, you know. Just in, ca- just in case you needed to see any more inconsistency with the left or right, you know, now you got that. So, um, yeah, I, I to me, like, that's, I, it's like, I don't, I don't want to talk about it. I want to, you know, my little podcast to be better than that. Um, but, you know, I guess, I guess what I've been doing is trying to talk about the topics so at least in some respect, I mean, that this would go along more of the theme of me like going through news and stuff, trying to hit the topics um, that that do kind of get jammed down your throat and, and, and other people's throats, your friends and your family and stuff, your coworkers, and um, just try to like give that sort of libertarian perspective on it and um I mean, I don't even think that this is, like, libertarian. I mean, this is just, like, do you believe the sources that you see, you know? Um, I, you know, I, um, maybe we'll kind of roll into Alex Jones. I don't really know if there's much else to say about this um, other than, you know, I just don't think that it matters and I don't you know I don't really think that the I don't think that the people that are I mean you can't I don't want to generalize but 
you know, people that are boycotting the NFL now, this year, were watching, you know, like, I guess by definition, were NFL fans last year. So, you know, the NFL being mostly comprised of black people, I mean, did these people suddenly become racist? You know, and they were like, love, you know, they're fine, you know, rooting for uh, black players representing their their city or whatever and then all of a sudden now they're racist you know so i'm very skeptical of that you know it is all this stuff about to, to me like it's much more about military shit you know which i think is real you know is not israel uh is you know it is a real thing this this like militarism this this like love uh, or or belief in what I believe is like one of the big lies that in my lifetime that the U.S. military has actually made me safer. I would say the opposite, right? Like, and and I'm lumping the intelligence community community in here, uh, in with this, but you know, just continually attacking i was born in 1977 so all through the 80s 90s and then they eventually shifted you know and started fucking up the middle east and then all the way up till today i mean they like they're attacking third world countries constantly attacking the poorest countries it's fucking bananas man like and i'm supposed to be like rah rah like into that man hell no you know like i'm very pro self-defense you know i own guns i want to own more guns i want people to you know individuals to own weapons and, and protect themselves you know but i'm not for invading other countries you know, in like the, you know, again, like the, the yellow cake uranium lie is so insanely bad. I mean, as far as I know, like no, there wasn't even discussion that somebody may have to atone for this fucking lie that was i mean you know this is this is what the deep state is this is why people are fucking freaked out about it because we have absolutely 100% on record that they lied and and then that lie was enough to get us to attack iraq and you know, I mean, all told, I think we're in the Middle East, we're well over a million um, dead. And I don't, you know, uh, I don't know how many, I don't, you know, we can always rattle off all the countries, but a whole fuck ton of countries just completely destroyed, you know, no infrastructure left. Fucking, you know, you got all these, all this uh, immigrant stuff, all these people trying to go to other countries in Europe or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, and that's like this whole like immigrant, um, you know, thing is, is so kind of weird to me because again, it's kind of like, it's like the symptom, you know, it's like, I know one way to like 
get rid of a refugee crisis is like stop causing them stop fucking attacking countries like i mean it it would be like okay like if these refugees were coming from let's say china right china's pretty fucked up we're not attacking china and now these refugees are pouring in and now you know somebody wants to ask, ask the question hey are we okay with this like, all right, I mean, I guess, like, yeah, we can, I don't, you know, whatever, feel free to, like, talk about it. I don't, you know, I don't know. I mean, with the the borders being public property, it just confuses the fucking discussion, you know, completely. It makes it, like, impossible to really have a solution that makes any sense, you know, whereas if people just had private borders and you just say yes or no, and it's up to your own, you know, reasons, um, but now we have to do this weird vote. So, you know, I, I mean, like in the most cartoonish sense, like if 51 percent of people, you know, want no immigrants coming into the United States anymore, then that would be like the end of it, you know. And then you have 49 percent of the population just fucking pissed off, you know, or like with the Electoral College, you may even have more people that wanted a thing not get it, you know, like I guess the the Trump thing or whatever, getting elected, uh, you know. Anyway, I mean, I'm going on a pretty crazy tangent here, but, um, you know, I think that's a, a pretty, I think that's like a pretty good point to be made about this is that, you know, I guess like Mexico, right? We're not like attacking Mexico, um, but we are certainly like supporting like cartels and stuff. You know, and the whole, you know, all through fucking South America and everything, Central America. So, I, you know, I don't know. Anyway, uh, so I, I was saying that because, uh, you know, is there any anti-war voice left in, uh, in the mainstream at all? Like, does anybody hear it? And um, the reason I was thinking about that today was... Um, because today is the day that, uh, I find out that Alex Jones is now banned from Twitter. Um, you know, it's, maybe it's not, I mean, probably not surprising. Um, and, you know, we already had a pretty long discussion about him when he was, uh, banned from Facebook and YouTube and uh, Apple Podcasts and everything like that. And we talked about alternate, you know, um, you know, we talked about alternate sort of social media stuff or whatever. And uh, there's something about this, you know, like there's literally no uh, like on. I mean, I was thinking that, like, on my phone right now, there's really no way for me to get any, you know, rapid sort of updates from Alex Jones. I guess maybe, like, an email list or something. Um, but nothing, you know, nothing I can really interact with, comment on, share you know, not, not in any sort of real sense. Like, you know, I was saying that there's some alternate, um, sites and stuff that are coming up and, you know, this one called gab.ai. And again, I, I said, you know, proceed with caution because I'm pretty sure this is branded, uh, racist now. <laughs> um, so, uh, 
Yeah, but they, I don't think they have like they don't have an app or anything. You know, it's just a it's just a website, and um, so I don't I don't know, man. It's just just kind of like a bummer, you know. Like I guess maybe there's like a couple people, a couple people left. that are you know were associated with him uh i think i do believe no paul joseph watson's still up (laughs) how he stays up he's pretty funny like he's uh paul joseph watson is i feel like he's like way more out there uh <laughs> oh, this is a uh, something he re- retweeted. I'm just gonna say it. I-, I was just checking to see if his account was still up. He retweeted from somebody named Bridget Fetasy. The best part about about this is watching Nike trick all the democratic socialists who have been screaming "fuck capitalism" into buying five pairs of their sweatshop shoes, uh, sweatshop shoes <laughs> for social justice. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what I was just uh, was just talking about. Um, I actually had tweeted about it yesterday. Yeah, so, well, you can follow. Also, by the way, you can follow me on Twitter at, uh, Pat, at Patrick J. Bradley. Wow. Whilst I'm still there, uh, but I imagine I'll be banned way, way after Paul Joseph Watson, as he's pretty outrageous. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I don't even know what to say about it. You know, like, he's, you know, he's, they, they accuse him of, like, hate speech or racism and, and, uh, I don't know. I don't, uh, I've been listening to a long, I've been listening to him for a long time, you know, and I, and I feel like on the surface, you know, maybe some stuff he can say, uh, says, sounds sort of sorry i'm moving all around here uh sounds sort of like islamophobic or whatever um but you know it first of all if being islamophobic is enough to get you banned from twitter i mean that's pretty weird um but like you know this guy's also been stronger than anti-war you know than anybody on the left that I, you know, that I can think of. Certainly anybody popular. Again, way, 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 way more anti-war than Bernie Sanders. Um, and in the last, you know, 15, 20 years, being anti-war means you're against the murder of Muslims in the Middle East. Like, how is this dude fucking racist? I don't know. You know, how is he, how is he Islamophobic? Like, I don't know, you know. Fucking Islam's not a fucking race anyway. So, so fucking stupid. Um, but yeah, I've been getting, <laughs> I have been getting a little worked up lately about it. Um, I mean, it's just, you know, I haven't, I haven't been, I guess, venting on the podcast. So I haven't been feeling very constructive. And uh, it's just, it's just, I don't know, you know, it's bullshit, man. I mean, you know, uh, you know, say what you want, but this this absolutely changes what Twitter is. This changes what Facebook is. This changes what YouTube is. You know, 
um, is not a place where you can find different, you know, like an actual representation of popular opinion in the United States. Like you just can't find it. Not definitely not. They keep fucking removing people on one side, you know, and they've showed again and again. I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe I should do one thing I could do is maybe a little bit more, uh, a little, little bit more background to see like, okay, are who's the corresponding people on the left? You know, like, I guess it would be like ISIS. I don't know. I mean, the, the, like the progressives or the left or the Democrats or whatever in the United States have like so staunchly aligned themselves with like the war machine that, you know, the, the fucking intelligence community, uh, <laughs> I, I don't think that there's like any I don't think they're able to like buy into any conspiracy theory anymore. They are like they it, it, they're like the fucking puppets of the Illuminati. And I mean, and and and, uh, uh, you know, and I use Illuminati sort of like jokingly or whatever. I don't I don't mean like specifically any any theory. I just mean the fucking, you know, the real power players that are like behind the genocide and the Middle East and the war on drugs and that are profiting from all of this and that are putting up these puppet, you know, puppet politicians, these mouthpieces that are just like whoring themselves out. Um, you know, in uh in the right, the the Republicans, at least the Trump supporters, um, I mean there are some stuff, right? Like they I mean they're pretty opposed to the, to the intelligence community right now so that's good you know i mean i but i just but i feel like it's not you know it's not for any sort of principled reason uh and and i think that's the that's like the trouble um you know there's no like we've said you know like i've said for the last 17 and now 18 episodes i mean i think the difference between the left and the right and the libertarians is that the libertarians have actual principles that they move from you know particularly like the non-aggression principle um and that that from that they're able to reason out opinions about events and things that people do because there's this fundamental principle behind it. But the uh, the Democrats or Republicans or the left or the right or the progressives or conservatives, whatever you want to call them, they do not have those kind of principles. And um, I may be stepping out of my uh, area of expertise, but I would even go as far as to say, like, even communists don't really have it because I don't. I mean, in the what I've read of Marx's writings, it's just it's not very like uh, consistent. You know, it's not um, it's not like an airtight sort of philosophy. Uh, you know, it's very half cocked. Um, you know, whereas you know the Austrian theory. I mean, this is like a slowly built up theory. You know, generations of of economic thought that led to it uh and i don't i don't see that or at least i'm not aware of that with marx um so you know 
I, I think that they struggle, you know, they struggle with that as well. Um, that there's really, really, you know, big conflicts in there. Um, so anyway, so, you know, how soon just gone from Twitter now, uh, he's been gone from Facebook and YouTube and wherever else. I mean, you know, in podcasts, like, you know, you pretty much got to like manually add, you pretty much got to like manually add his feed, you know, like you can add like any RSS feed to like a podcast app or whatever. And then, you know, you have it, but, um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. So, uh, I think he's a, you know, he's a big fucking deal, man. Like he's got a lot of people behind him. And I really think that, I mean, I don't know where I I am not a futurist or one of these people that can predict, you know, that will predict what's going to happen or, you know, um, but something is going to happen. You know, uh, I mean, I'm looking right. He's on gab.ai now. And so let's look like so um, Paul, I mean, I would imagine Paul Joseph Watson has like really bumped up he's also running the his his account is prison planet uh at prison planet on twitter it's really weird because prison planet was like definitely an alex jones thing um but anyway you know yeah he's getting a lot of traction he's getting thousands of likes retweets uh i wonder uh, if i try to go like i don't know how far back i can get quickly um Oh my God, we're only on September 4th. All right, I'm going to try and keep <laughs> scrolling back and talking at the same time. Um, so it looks like, you know, I'm just looking at like kind of recent posts by Alex Jones and uh, he's like in the sort of hundreds of. So he has four on gab.ai, he has 46,000 followers. Um, and he's getting, you know, Hundreds of likes, you know, tens of comments, upwards of like 50, I guess, uh, reposts, tens, upwards of 90. So it's not, you know, anywhere near the numbers, um, you know, that we were, uh, that you're seeing on, on, um, on Twitter you know, I'm, I'm still trying to get back. I, I would love to be able to see some like old Paul Joseph Watson before. I feel like he probably got a big bump, um, you know, when that initial ban kind of came down. But anyway, he's getting like, he was, he looks like he's getting in the order of, he's getting like thousands of likes, maybe uh, hun- tens to hundreds of comments. You know, he's, I mean, he's certainly getting a lot more. And, I mean, the reason I'm saying him is he's not nearly as big as, uh, he's not nearly as big as um, Alex Jones. So here's an interesting thing. So I I was also looking at Bernie Sanders stuff because I was looking to see if he had any uh, anti-war stuff. Um, I'm only, I I mean, I'm honestly, I'm only four days back. So maybe he has been. 
Um, but you look at his thing and he's he's doing numbers like Paul Joseph Watson. Thousands, you know, single digit thousand likes, retweets. It looks like he gets he's he kind of seems consistently a little bit more, you know, comments like in the 100 to 200 sort of range. Sometimes drops below, gets above 200. Uh Andrew Gilliam, he had 800 comments. That was his big one. Um, so, you know, but yeah, it's pretty interesting. So, you know, like, I mean, think about that, right? Like Bernie Sanders has got, is getting that. Whereas this guy that's like one of the hosts of InfoWars, fucking InfoWars, right? And... You know, here's the post from today, 2,000 likes, or I guess it was yesterday, 200 comments. Another post uh, from yesterday, 463 comments. It's pretty, I mean, it's it's a big fucking deal, man. I mean, it's a big deal to, like, take any and silence anybody, you know. And now you have Alex Jones, there's 16 comments, 17 comments, 6 comments, 46 comments, 6 comments. And that's him on Gap. So, you know, where's it going to go? I, you know, I don't necessarily like Gab as the solution. Gab seems like uh, sort of not as not very technologically savvy and i would love to see the next sort of the move right like if if people like me that want to hear you know the conspiracy side of things you know that don't actually just want to be spoon-fed by cnn i would love to have where i go after the last person i want to hear is kicked off of like twitter Maybe I'll never go because I do like sports. So, you know, Twitter's pretty good for that. Um, but I would love to just be a more sort of next generation sort of technologically like, uh, you know, whether it has to do with like encryption or, you know, like we had talked about like blockchain type stuff with this, with Steemit. Um, I did find a pretty interesting uh, woman named Caitlin Johnstone. Uh, she has, um, she wrote this article. Actually, the last article I saw she wrote was on Steemit, actually. So she's sort of, uh, she's moving, uh, I I think she may be starting to write on that. Um, but anyway, she, uh, she wrote an article called Stop Humanizing War Criminals. And, uh, she was referring, I think she was like inspired by this tweet. George W. Bush sneaking a piece of candy to Michelle Obama is warming my heart, you know? And it's like, yeah, a bunch of genocidal maniacs sharing candy with each other. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, but anyway, so, you know, maybe check her out, Caitlin Johnstone. I haven't read a lot of her other stuff, but it could be, uh, I remember she had, she had a really badass quote too. Um, uh, yeah, I'm never going to be able to find it. It's...
Hmm. Well, anyway, sounds like her and I see pretty eye to eye on this, uh, on the propaganda. It just says, um, let's see. So George Bush sneaking a piece of candy and says, that's it. That's all it took to win Twitter for the day. Those four seconds of footage have been circulated around TV news stations to oohs and ahs of fawning establishment pundits yammering incessantly about how the death of war hero John McCain has let everyone put aside our political differences and come together as Americans to celebrate the life of a man who dedicated his entire political career to sowing death, suffering, and devastation at every opportunity. Um... She has a link to uh, John McCain was an extreme right wing, lifelong warmonger. Here are some of his greatest, bloodiest hits. I well, we are yeah, we can talk about it. That's right. I guess McCain died since uh, my last episode. I mean, obviously, I don't care about that. Uh, he was certainly a warmonger. The only weird thing about McCain is I swear there was like this time when he was not. Like uh, a straight up, like, uh, you know, just fucking right wing, like, harbinger of death. Um, but I, I don't know, maybe I remember even it's like he was like in the campaign finance reform. Anyway, a war criminal giving a piece of candy to the wife of another war criminal at the funeral of a war criminal is all it took to get mainstream American brains gushing with dopamine and oxytocin. Because that's how compartmentalized Americans are from the reality of what war is and what it means. The explosions, the screams, the charred and shredded human bodies, the chaos and displacement and all the suffering. Terrorism, slavery and rape that necessarily always comes with it. The million Iraqis killed under Bush. The unfathomable, unfathomable, (laughs) unfathomable. Human humanitarian disaster, humanitarian disasters created in Libya and Syria under Obama, all the devastation created and all the military interventions McCain helped push for. All of that is so peripheral and distant in American consciousness that it can be dismissed with a wave of the hand and a piece of fucking candy. And it and it isn't really their fault. The more woke Americans who've grown to resent their brainwashed countrymen hate it when I say this, but it isn't. It's not, and she has this highlighted. It's not a coincidence that the nation with the most powerful military in the history of civilization and the most billionaires in the history of civilization also happens to have the most sophisticated propaganda system in the history of civilization. And the propaganda system is pointed at them from a very early age to normalize the war machine that is used to protect the empire of the billionaires. So... I uh, I wholeheartedly agree with what Caitlin Johnstone is saying, and I thank her for saying it. So, you know, where are you going to find that? She's going to get kicked off Twitter, right? I mean, somehow she'll become racist because she they'll spin it that she was grossed out that a white man handed a black woman candy or something right that's that's how it'll get spun like somehow she doesn't like that but it's not the the war stuff right um i'm gonna skip this bernie sanders tweet thing i think we've gone quite far with all that since we're on the topic of war and how 
fucking awful. Let's go to antiwar.com. Top news is Trump okays indefinite military presence in Syria. Kim sets timeline for Korean denuclearization. Yemen talks on verge of collapse before they start. The Yemeni families mourn at cemetery built for children killed in the strike. Eight Afghanistan police uh, killed an insider attack. Trump cut Palestinian aid to pressure them into talks. Uh, Iraq. Basra on fire. 12 killed and 46 are wounded. Um, U.S. targets Syria oil delivery networks with new sanctions. So, I mean, that's still going on. I don't know. Yemeni provincial official threatens to halt oil shipments from southeast southern Hadramaut region. Uh, Yemeni rebel missile shot down, 26 wounded. So I think the, um, aside from the ongoing people still dying, Gulf states defense budget hit to hit $100 billion in 2019. So I think the big, the, the, the thing that really stood out to me was the uh, nuclear... Uh, denuclearization uh, for North Korea. So this was from September 6th, a day after reiterating his commitment to denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un has set out a timeline for the process, saying he intends to get the process done by the end of President Trump's first term in office. This is uh, That's from Reuters. A quote, I guess. Kim committed to denuclearization to a denuclearization, denuclearization earlier this year at a summit with South Korea and a new inter-Korean summit is coming up in mid-September. The next summit is intended to focus on practical measures to advance the process. Uh, North Korea is keen to have a peace treaty ending the Korean War as part of this process. The Korean War began in 1950, and the U.S. has been resisting efforts to negotiate a peace treaty, saying the deal needs to wait until after denuclearization. While this has fueled lots of suspicion, it's also likely part of Kim's Part of Kim's interest in getting the process done before Trump term ends, as a number of Trump's critics are opposed to diplomacy with North Korea in general and might not be interested in a peace treaty at all, even after North Korea gives up the nuclear program. With a lot of U.S. critics having more or less treated North Korea dis- diplomacy as a dead process, especially after President Trump forbade Secretary of State Pompeo's last visit, Kim seems to clearly hope between announcements and the next South Korean summit to get the momentum back. So that's a pretty big deal. Uh, And this is actually a Reuters article. North Korea's Kim sets denuclearization timeline prompting thanks from Trump. Okay, you know. Yeah, so... So that's good. A little little sliver of good news in a cold, dark world. Uh, so CNN doesn't give a fuck about that. All they care about is that Obama gave some speech with highlights of what happened to the Republican Party. In his State of Democracy speech, former President Obama calls Trump a symptom, not the cause of people 
fearful of change. Obama said, how hard can it be to say the Nazis are bad? Obama said, the biggest threat to our democracy isn't Trump, it's indifference. Obama said, Trump is capitalizing on resentments. Man, this is, this is fucking big stuff, guys. Holy shit. I just realized I've had everything wrong. And I should actually really support genocide in the Middle East. Uh, we should we should fucking double drug, drug shipments into poor black areas in the United States. And we should triple down on penalties, uh, legal repercussions of actually having those drugs. Maybe, yeah, maybe... Uh, Maybe I've had this thing all wrong, and, and maybe the goal, we could, we could possibly lock up every poor African-American male in the entire fucking country. Uh, I had it all wrong. That's, that's what we should be doing. Oh, boy. News and buzz. What's wrong with Falcons quarterback Matt Ryan? Well, I don't know, but they just lost to the, uh, he lost to the Eagles last night. Guess that's part of it. Too much pressure from the Eagles' defensive line. He couldn't handle it. Um, all right. So, I don't know. Fuck CNN. It's literally all this stupid shit. Um, Fox News actually even has a, a thing about this. Trump hits a trail. <laughs> it's on. <laughs> Trump hits a God, fucking Fox and CNN are such fucking jokes. <laughs> Trump hits the trail for GOP hours after Obama fires up Dems with a raucous speech. I don't care. All right. Moving on. Um, there's no connection. We're just moving on. America doesn't actually lead the world in mass shootings. This was an August 30th, 2018 article in the New York Post. The claim that the U.S. has... By far the most mass shootings, most public, most mass public shootings in the world drives much of the gun control debate. Many argue that Americans' high rate of gun possession explains the high rate of mass shootings. The one thing we do know is that we have a pattern now of mass shootings in this country and that has no parallel anywhere else in the world. President Barack Obama warned us. Isn't it interesting that a million, two million murders by our military in the Middle East don't count. Um, but, you know, only when non-fucking Illuminati people, like, they don't even give a fuck, man. They don't care about the kids at school. All they want to do is disarm. They just want to disarm the public. I mean... I don't even think it's like they necessarily have to have plans to like, oh, yeah, and then the real draconian police state will set in. You know, I don't even know if it's all that. I think it's just like it's safer if we don't have guns for the rulers, you know? It's just better. It's just like it's on the agenda. Maybe it's not the top thing. I think the top thing is clearly the thing that doesn't get fucking talked about, you know? genocide empire building 
Anyway, so to justify this claim, many other sim- and many other similar quotes, Obama's administration cited a then unpublished paper by criminologist Adam Langford. Langford's claims uh, received coverage in uh, actually. Let me look up this guy, Adam Langford. Wow, cool. Uh, so, uh, shit, I lost my place. Here we go. Um, nope. <laughs> Here it is. Okay, Langford's uh, claim received coverage in hundreds of news stories all over the world. It still gets regular coverage, purporting to cover all mass shootings around the world from 1966 to 2012. Langford claimed that the United States had 31% of the public mass uh, shooters, despite less than 5% of the population. But this isn't nearly correct. The whole episode should provide a cautionary, cautionary tale of academic mispractice and how evidence is often cherry-picked and not questioned when it fits preconceived ideas. Langford's study reported that over 47 years, there were 90 mass shooters in the United States and 202 in the rest of the world. Langford hasn't released his list of shootings or even the number of cases by country or year. We and others, both in academia and the media, have asked Langford for this list only to be declined. He has also declined to provide lists of the news sources and languages he used to compile the list of cases. So, uh... If I can get down, so all right. So a new report from the Crime Prevention Research Center, which one of us heads—I guess one of the writers of the article—just finished collecting cases using the same definition of public shootings. Uh, Mass public shootings used by Langford. We know of no way to discover most of the cases where four people have been shot to death in an incident in Africa or many other parts of the world during the 60s, 70s, 80s, or even 90s. And that is the reason the new study looked at just 15 years from 98 to 2012 of the 47 examined by Langford. Langford's data grossly undercounted foreign attacks. We found that 1,423 attacks outside the United States. Looking at just a third of the time Langford studies, we found 15 times as many shooters. So let's say it was the same. I mean, you have not, you can only extrapolate, you know, linearly, I guess, uh, until you have some other reason. So let's say that, uh, Total the shootings outside of the United States, Langford divided that number by 45 and then reported it. Even when using coding choices that are most charitable to Langford, such as excluding any cases of insurgencies or battles over territories, estimate uh, share of shooters falls from 31% to 1.43%. It also accounts for 2.1% of the murders and 2.88% of the air attacks. All these are much less than the United States' 4.6% share of the population. So that's the key, you know, I think takeaway is that this new study happened. The United States, with roughly 4.6% of the population, 
the number of shooters was 1.43%. Uh, I don't understand the all of these, but the biggest number is 2.88%, which is, you know, less than our share of the population. So, you know, all in all, we're, we're on average compared to the rest of the world, which this, you know, had for the last six years had been used to vilify the United States as the, you know, mass shooting capital of the world. And in fact, compared to the rest of the world, we're, we have a significantly lower rate. Of the 86 countries where we have identified mass public shootings, the U.S. ranked 56th. Um, anyway, so want to talk about that. I think it's pretty obvious, uh, you know, what to do with that. <laughs> Look more into it. This was New York Post article by John Lott, L-O-T-T, and Michael Weiser, W-E-I-S-S-E-R. America doesn't actually lead the world in mass shootings. And I have not posted a jam thing on Facebook uh, from my Whistling in the Dark page. So why don't I just go fire that out right now? Um, wow, Facebook really takes a while to learn. Man, they have so changed. They The whole pool, the original pool over MySpace was... the. Uh, Um, yeah, Facebook used to be so all about just simplicity, a clean kind of fast page. And now they have so much shit that loads. I mean, it's a little bit better, I think, when you're just looking at like your personal timeline. Um, but it's still not great. I mean... Yeah, uh, it's a little bit better. There's so much stuff, man. Uh, anyway, so so there's that. Uh, that that I that was like pretty damn shocking, you know. Um, the uh, let's see who this. Uh, I don't know what true pundit is. I feel like true pundit's probably some like pretty. Uh, I imagine it's probably like real conservative or something. Uh, <clears throat> well, they have a nice article about uh, Iran saying it's a lot nicer. Uh, it's a lot nicer than people say. So, um, yeah, this is kind of interesting. Yeah, the NFL season opener. So last night was the first game uh, in the e Philadelphia Eagles played the Atlanta Falcons. Interesting because I live in Atlanta, but I am a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Uh, apparently, it was like the worst ratings in 10 years for a season opener. Very, uh, very interesting. All right, so the last topic I wanted to talk about was the investigative journalist found dead in D.C. hotel room weeks after reporting Bill Clinton to FBI and DHS for allegedly raping a boy. Whoa. 
And uh, her name was Jen Moore, and she did a lot more than that. Um, actually, this other article looks a little better. I don't know what the hell Spiro News is either, but I'm sure it's also some crazy paper because you won't find any of this on CNN or anything. But investigative journalist Jenny Moore was found dead in her room at the Radisson Hotels Inn and Suites in Washington, D.C. on Monday. She's been investigating claims of alleged involvement of former uh, President Bill Clinton in sex trafficking. Four weeks before her death, Moore provided information for interviews with the alleged victim from interviews the alleged victim to the Department of Homeland Security and allegations against Clinton. Against Clinton, Records show that she contacted DHS from July 6th to July 9th. Chupunit reported that she had contacted the FBI one week later with identical information gleaned from the alleged victim. According to several reports, Moore died as a result of a seizure. Hotel employees found her body. Investigative reporter Thomas Payne described Moore as fearless and a former cop who was aware of the physical risks it was taking. So they have, they have like text messages and stuff from her. Sent you pics at Intel and I don't know what that. They had to black out something. Have you contacted them? So, former FBI agent, I, I, I'm going to skip these. Uh, they don't have any, I don't know what who these messages were to. Maybe it'll become clear as I read. Um, so, it says, former FBI agent Robin Gritz, a friend of Moore's, made several inquiries with detectives in Prince George County, Maryland on Monday. Reports suggest the police believe that Moore did not commit suicide. Yeah, suicide by seizure. That's kind of weird. Moore's body is currently at the Maryland State Coroner's Office in Baltimore for initial analysis. From there, the body will go to the State Anatomy Lab for autopsy. A toxicology test will be conducted. The results that will determine the cause of death are not due until a month passes. Autopsy results are a public record in, in the state of Maryland. So maybe we'll actually see something. Moore was looking at allegations made by a 26-year-old man that Bill Clinton sexually assaulted him and sexually exploited him at sex parties frequented by power elites, also known by her sobriquet task force. Moore had provided assistance to investigative journalist George Webb, who frequently posts YouTube videos about his probes into the government corruption. Um... According to Trupunit, Moore contacted a website in June about the allegations in Clinton. Uh, Trupunit spoke face-to-face -face with Moore and the alleged victim during the course of the year. The victim also spoke with investigative journalist Thomas Paine about the alleged interaction with Clinton. However, both Moore and the victim preferred to speak to the FBI and other federal agencies first to determine whether a criminal case could be filed against, the Clinton, against Clinton before publicizing allegations in several locations. In July, the victim agreed to speak to Payne about what he experienced with Clinton. Along with Moore, however, the victim wanted to speak to the FBI and Homeland Security first to see. Okay, they, there's some crazy like typos. Um, yeah, they just have like pictures of texts. Okay, on July 2nd, Moore sent a text in which she said that 
top FBI officials are being blackmailed or may be involved in the trafficking allegations. For example, she wrote that an FBI contractor personally trafficked his son another children and other children and uses a government computer to produce child pornography she added that the fbi's contractor's wife and children were interviewed in 2015 she noted that president donald trump has called on a unit of immigrations and customs enforcement the infamous ice to probe child sex trafficking claims it's kind of funny that all of a sudden it becomes super popular to hate ICE when <laughs> ICE, uh, according to this woman who's just died, uh, she was saying that, that Trump was actually using ICE to go after uh, child sex trafficking. That is why Moore wrote that the Democrats and some Republicans are trying to disband ICE. Oh, well, there you go. Next line. She wrote that an ICE officer told her that the unit investigates claims of child trafficking and ritual abuse, but the FBI tries to block them from getting the politicians, elite, etc. Well, anyway, uh, apparently they have these text messages from her. So I do not believe that there's much question as to what she was doing you know i've heard other um i've heard like you know other um cases like this uh where you know like the conspiracy theory that this person um was killed by the you know the clinton or what uh, the Clinton body count thing or whatever. Um, so, but I, so it sounds like it's not very question. There, there isn't much question as far as whether or not she was like investigating the Clintons and talking to the FBI and all this stuff. Um, the question is how does she die? And you know, was she murdered? Um, so, I just, I think it's funny to look at Snopes. Was uh, Snopes about this? Was journalist Jen Moore killed after contacting authorities about Bill Clinton? Conspiracy blogs cited vague preliminary reports to suggest that Jen Moore could have been part of the Clinton body count. Claim, journalist Jen Moore died under suspicious circumstances after contacting both the DHS and the FBI with allegations that former uh, President Bill Clinton committed sexual assault. Unproven. The origin, the the death of um, blah, 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 claims the long-running plot to kill. Right, 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 right. In this case, the claim was also promoted in front of another person. Whatever. Was found. So they say investigative journalist was found dead in a suburban D.C. hotel. Uh, Moore died of apparent seizure. Police are closely investigating the cause of death. Moore's body, Moore's body was found by employees. Whatever. It's not. A... Moore, whose identification as an investigative journalist apparently stems from her activity posting conspiracy theory videos, supposedly died just after contacting whether Moore actually interviewed a subject, made the allegations, or whether Moore, in fact, reported those allegations remains unconfirmed. Also includes screen captures of text messages. Um, 
in fact, which was credited to a liberal activist. Uh, yeah, they also mentioned that the Dems and some Republicans are trying to disband the agency. In fact, the the push to abolish ICE has been credited to a liberal activist, Sean McElway, after he first used the term on Twitter, what, ICE, in 2017? In 2018, 19 special agents from the agency asked Homeland Security Secretary Kristen Nelson to spin them off into their own agency in order to avoid being associated with deportation efforts that have been led the public criticism of ICE. Okay, well, whatever. So Snopes has no idea. Uh, so I guess like there, there is like the possibility that um, that maybe those, uh, even those text messages aren't real. I don't know. People are pretty pumped about this uh, this woman though. I think she was like pretty, uh, at least well known to some people. Um, so let's see, I, I guess that's basically, you know, I went through a lot of topics when they're pretty fast, not bad, not bad. Um, yeah, I think we will, uh, we will leave it at that today. Um, I feel like I felt like a little, a little rusty today, knowing been, it's been a couple weeks um, you know, since I have done my last episode and, um, I got this new computer, got this iMac, I've been sort of slowly setting it up. Um, I, uh, I recently started working from home full time. That's a change at little, at least going on for a few months. You would think I would be able to turn out more podcast stuff, but, uh, I haven't, maybe I will now that I sort of broke, broke the ice there. Um, but yeah, so we got uh, Nike versus the NFL, Alex Jones banned from Twitter. I would go to Gab.ai. You know, you can. So the thing about Gab.ai is it, it does seem to have some sort of concentration of the people that are getting banned. So that to me, it makes it kind of interesting, at least to take a peek at. Um, but yeah, man, look for, for, for like alternative ways to uh, to communicate and um I don't know, you know, like the the one thing I wanted to say, the last, I guess this is the last thing I'll say about that. And uh, I probably should have said it at the beginning. Um, and I'm not 100% sure if I'm able to word this in a succinct way. But, you know, it doesn't have to be technically wrong or illegal to be disturbing to me. You know, um, having the, you know, regardless of private, public ownership, the fact that all of my friends and my family and my coworkers all, I mean, we're talking, what, 99.9% all receive their information either through Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, you know, YouTube videos, or they go on the CNN, uh, I guess Fox News, you know, but CNN and Fox News are not going to show Alex Jones. So, you know, 
Um, and the fact that those places choose to censor and what seems and it and they seem to censor based off of a uh, political bias um yeah that is disturbing to me i don't like that and it makes me want to find or develop an alternative source of information that is free from that type of bias. Um, yeah, because, you know, we'll never, we'll never be successful, you know, stopping the empire building, um, you know, stopping the war on drugs, you know, I rarely talk about it, but fighting against, you know, will never be successful in a fight against the Fed or this monetary policy or crony capitalism in the United States if people aren't able to get the real information. And, you know, the promise of the Internet was that it was going to do this. And I think it's been a mixed bag. Um, they, you know, Infowars.com still exists. Um, but, you know, you could also go back in time that, you know, people read a lot more books and stuff. You know, I mean, before the Internet, it, it's not like there was no alternate voice. Um, you know, it was just it was you know, just more analog, you know, it was people, people, I, I think, valued conversations with each other more heavily, you know, you'd actually get information, you know, maybe you would actually find something new. Now, everybody just shares the same memes that they all saw that day, and they share a laugh together. Um, so, yeah, it, it really bums me out, you know, it bums me out that it, and I, I think my project between now and the next episode is to try to verify this idea that there actually is a conservative bias um, in the banning. I have really never heard of any, um, any noise made about any sort of left-leaning person being banned from all of the social media platforms in the way that like Alex Jones has been and a lot of the alt-right guys and everything. Um, but you know, maybe, maybe I'm a little bit too wired into that, to that sort of side of things. So that's what I'll do between now and the next time I talk to you. And I'm sure a bunch of fucking weird, crazy stuff will also happen in the meantime. And then we can talk about that as well until then. And I don't think about you